and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by Dawn Alexi. Dawn is the county's environmental sustainability coordinator. Welcome, Dawn. Thank you. Good morning. And we have a very important first-time guest on the podcast with us today. This is Tracy Hoffmeyer, and Tracy is the recycling coordinator for the, okay, give me a second because I've got to make sure I get all of this right, for the Virginia Peninsula's Public Service Authority. Did I get it right? You got it right. Very yes. good. Welcome. Also known as VIPSA. Yes. VIPSA. Yes. Well, welcome good morning. To, good morning. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So tell us before we get into the topic today, which of course is recycling, tell me a little bit about VIPSA. How does VIPSA work? How do we work with the county? Mm-hmm. All of those things. Well, VIPSA is a regional solid waste authority. We help 10 cities and counties with their solid waste and recycling. Okay. So we offer different projects to the communities. We do curbside recycling, which we manage a contract for four of our communities, including James City County. We manage um, a household chemical program. Okay. And that is the household chemical collections that James City County residents will use at Warhill High School. Right. And we also run those events in York County and Hampton as well. Okay. We also have a compost facility, which we take yard waste at our facility down in York County. And that is composted and sold back to the public as mulch products. All right. And it's great stuff. And I think (laughs) it's nice to know that all of the debris that's dropped off at Jolly Pond Convenience Mm -hmm. Center is recycled okay. down at the compost facility, and that all of the county facilities then reuse that as mulch. Very good. Yes. Very good. All right. So something that VIPSA has recently been involved with is the new contractor for the recycle the curbside recycling program. And so did you all take care of that whole contracting, the request for proposals, and all of that. Yes, we did that for our four communities. Mm -hmm. And we have done this for the four communities probably a good 20-plus years. Okay. So the curbside recycling program, we've managed the contract for that period of time where we've gone through several contracts with a few different contractors. Okay. So this is just another transition with another contractor on behalf of our communities. All right. Well... Speaking of transitions, it has been quite the experience over the last couple of months getting a new contractor and for James City County specifically going from a no charge to a monthly charge for recycling. So how has that been going, getting all that information out there? There's been a big learning curve, Um, (laughs) lots of new information. And honestly, it's not just the fee-based program that's changed. It's also the entire recycling industry. The markets have changed. There's a lot of education going on right now, a lot of Mm re-education. There's a lot of misinformation that we're having to correct. So I would say all of it together, I've been telling folks in the past six months, I think I've presented to over a 1,000 residents on recycling, which is more than I've, in all the years I've been here, I've been here for eight years. I don't think I've spoken to a 1,000 people about recycling. So there's a lot of interest in it. And that's a good thing. Right. I'm really excited about the willingness to learn, the the desire to learn, and then the 
the good information that we're able to provide. Okay. Now, I know that we had you on the podcast a few weeks ago. It was actually our number one most listened to podcast to date. Oh, my goodness. I feel so famous. <laughs> you should. You should. Um, in that podcast, we answered a lot of the general questions of what can be recycled, no number threes and through sevens, that type thing. But we're getting additional questions now from the public. And I yes. thought that this would be a good opportunity to have you both come in and talk a little bit more about some of those other questions that we have not been able to answer yet on the podcast. Absolutely. All we're, right. That's what we're here for. Very good. So let's get started. What's maybe the most popular question that we're getting? Well, people still want to know, there's still this perception that not everything is actually being recycled. Okay. And when I hear that question... I just want to, you know, stop them in their tracks and say, please do not stop recycling. There are lots of reasons that that rumor goes around. I think the number one, and maybe Tracy can correct me, but I think the number one reason is this concept of wishful recycling. Over the years, people have been throwing all kinds of things in their carts thinking that they're recyclable. Even scrap metal. People throw scrap metal in their recycling cart, curbside cart. Well, while that's recyclable at a convenience center, if it goes in your curbside cart, it's not going to be separated at the material recovery facility because the technology isn't there to separate it. It turns into what they call residue, which ends up at the landfill. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, it's about following the rules. What do you think, Tracy? I think that's exactly right. What we call contamination through the wishful recycling mm-hmm. um, has created that misperception when we go out on behalf of the communities to contract for this service, we have always, we've had a history of this, been sticklers for making sure that what we tell folks to put in that recycling bin is recycled. And we ask for a monthly marketing report from our contractor to ensure that these materials are being recycled. So if we come across a material And it really hasn't happened over the years that we've done this program until recently when the whole industry has changed. We've had to remove some plastics, Mm -hmm. but that's because they're not a market for it. We can't tell folks to put something in the recycling bin and then know that there's not a market and there's no place for that to go and it's not going to be recycled. If we have it on our list as this is recyclable, it will be recycled. So you will know for a fact based on that monthly report that you Mm -hmm. get that every piece of recycling that went into the bin is eventually sold on the commodities market. You don't have any warehouses chock full Mm -hmm. of plastics waiting for the plastics market to reopen. Right. Okay. Right. And our current contractor frankly, doesn't have the storage space okay. to do that. So we're very comfortable when we say, yes, it's it's being recycled. The only thing that we can say for things that are rejected mm-hmm. is if, if it goes in that bin and it's not acceptable. For example, if you put your number one bottle-shaped plastic in your recycling bin, but it's still full of Pepsi, okay, that's going to be rejected okay. Um, okay. because that is contaminated. Right. In terms of contamination, a dear neighbor of mine, um, about a month ago, I was doing my little morning walk and I saw the lid on the recycling cart propped way open. So, Mm. of course, I see on top what's in there and there's a big ball of yarn. And Tracy knows what (laughs) kinds of problems that can create (laughs) in the recycling equipment. But um, 
I thought, oh, geez, no, that's not okay. And so I went to take it out. Well, people think textiles, well, someone should be able to reuse that yarn. I'll just throw it in my recycling cart. I'm not understanding what goes on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. which is why I really love it when folks take the five minutes to watch the video that we created Mm -hmm. because it really shows what happens on the jamescitycountyva.gov slash recycle. Um, recycling homepage there is a video and it's great it shows what goes on in the material recovery facility otherwise known as MRF and um, so anyway I saw the the yarn and then I went to take that out thinking I would just remove that one item and then I saw a big plastic container that I knew couldn't be recycled and I started to take that out. And then I'm feeling like I'm, you know, invading on someone's privacy. So I just kind of peeked in and I saw some lanterns, like some outdoor lanterns they must have taken off their house to replace. Oh. And while that's scrap metal, mm-hmm. it can't go in the curbside cart. So then I saw that probably 75% of what was in there could be recyclable somewhere, but not in this cart. Right. And so that's what happens sometimes. If that had gone, that whole cart had been dumped and taken to the MRF it would have ended up in the landfill. Mm-hmm. So that's the misconception about, is my recycling really being recycled? Right. Yeah. Well, and I really like the word wishful mm-hmm. because people want to recycle. They want to have these, you know, the yarn and this other stuff taken. It's life. a good intention. They're right. not trying to just be sneaky. Right. Well, now you mentioned the website, jamescitycountyva.gov slash recycle. Something else that is new that you have on that website is the Recyclopedia. Oh, yes. Yes. That is an excellent resource. Yeah. Talk about that. So about, again, go to that same web page and scroll halfway down, and there's a new online tool that the county has provided for our residents, and you can click on the tab that says Recyclopedia, type in any item that you want to get rid of from clothing or light bulbs, anything you you aren't aren't quite sure what the best way to get rid of it is. And it will tell you. We have uh, depots on there. Uh, Does it go in the curbside bin? Does it go in your garbage collection? Does it go to a convenience center? Is there a store nearby that might take it? Are there some tips for reuse? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the bottom line of all of this is waste reduction. We want to minimize what is actually ending up in the landfill end of life right Uh, we want to be reducing everything we're bringing into the home first and then we want to be reusing it and then recycling it right and actually the disposal is the the landfilling of it is should be an absolute last resort right well and i think tracy that's part of the recyclopedia that those chemical collections and things Mm -hmm. like that that you've talked about are highlighted on there so if people want to recycle their paints they can go to this household chemical collection and I suppose not recycle it, but properly dispose of it. And that's correct because those materials, um, free flowing liquids cannot go into the landfill in Virginia. Okay. So we have to have a place for folks to get rid of that type of material. And of course it's hazardous material. You're talking about pesticides, paint thinners and paint. So those chemical collections are an important outlet for residents to take advantage of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what other sorts of things are people asking about? Do you have to wash your recycling? Okay. Tracy, what do you tell folks with that one? I tell folks because, of, of course, we're we're talking about conserving resources mm-hmm. all around. So, um, no, you're not going to waste water by <laughs> rinsing out and, and 
cleaning all of your bottles and cans sure. and jugs. What we ask folks is to be reasonable. Don't clean out your refrigerator and put everything in the recycling bin, like your half glass jar full of pasta sauce and, okay. and a, a jar full of pickles. Empty those things out. I at personally at home, if I've got a sink full of dishes at the end, I will rinse out some of my recycling. Okay. Just a quick rinse, just not sterilization, not Dawn dish soap clean, <laughs> but but be reasonable because also when you put things in your recycling cart that still have food residue, a good amount of food residue, mm-hmm. that at your home is going to attract ants, sure, raccoons, all all those critters that are looking for something to right. eat. And then it does the same thing on the truck, and the trucks can, you know, they're not waterproof. They mm-hmm. they could drip, and we don't want that stuff no. on the streets. And then once it gets to the MRF, it could create even bigger problems okay. for rodents. And then uh, those liquids could contaminate the papers. Any greasy mm-hmm. stuff will contaminate those paper fibers. So when we think of recycling, I think it's important to remember that this is now becoming not really a raw material, but it is a a commodity that's going to be sold. And so we want to maintain the quality of it. Sure. Sure. What about styrofoam? Styrofoam is not (laughs) recyclable. (laughs) Okay. Tracy knows of a facility that will take it, but nowhere Mm -hmm. close to here. No. And that's, that's the issue. Styrofoam is a tricky item to recycle. Definitely not in curbside. Okay. That, that's a definite no. It's a lightweight material, which makes it difficult for transport. So if you've got, say, a facility you know, out in California that mm-hmm. is recycling styrofoam, and you want to recycle styrofoam, and here in Virginia, you're going to collect it. Well, how much is it going to cost to transport all of that material Sure. at such a lightweight across the country? And is it worth looking at the natural resources, the emissions. Right. And so that's what we have to look at when we think about recycling any material. Is it is the cost that we put into transporting it to a facility worth the effort? And does the cost outweigh the benefit? Mm-hmm. So styrofoam is really yes. more of a reduce your use. Yes, definitely. Oh, that rhymes. Reduce, reduce your, your use. use. I like it. Yeah, you yeah, may want to add that in. Styrofoam, I really just discourage people from using styrofoam because Mm -hmm. it just it's not recyclable it goes straight to the landfill Mm -hmm. and it you know off gases so it's not a good material every chance I get I buy paper Mm -hmm. if I have to buy throwaway items I make sure they're paper or some type of reusable material but styrofoam the egg cartons can be reused. I know lots of folks who have chickens Mm -hmm. will accept them for reuse. That's a great idea. I've seen some receptacles around town that say that they do recycle styrofoam. We've inquired and that's not actually the case. Okay. So I think that there are just a lot of misconceptions and Mm -hmm. we, I mean, Tracy and I, we care so much about recycling in the planet and we absolutely want to recycle everything possible. And so we're going to investigate. And if there is a a great new resource, Mm -hmm. then we want to know about it too. Sure. But uh, for the most part, the recycling that you're seeing is Um, The county has, there's so much integrity behind our program. So Mm -hmm. everything we're saying, uh, we can back up. And we're very proud of that. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right. What else? What other questions are you getting? The lids. 
So Tracy, yes. what lids can you leave on <laughs> containers and what do you have to take off? The lids. And that has been something that has been an issue over the years. Okay. Um, not just now because the recycling markets are different going through some changes, but lids have always been a sticking point for some processors say leave the lids on. Okay. Some say no. There's a national program that says leave the lids on because they're recyclable. Well, yes, they're made of plastic. In some facilities, yes, they're recyclable. But it depends on the processor and how they sort the material. So you've got optical sorters in the MRF, the Material Recovery Facility. So they are looking for plastic resins to sort out of the stream and and segregate into a pile of number one Mm -hmm. bottle-shaped plastics. Well, when the lids are on there, that makes it difficult for collecting and putting on the belt. That's a hazard. If you take a plastic water bottle, put the lid on when it's empty, don't squish it. Imagine a uh, forklift rolling over that or or a, a skid steer rolling over that. That bottle, and I've been in the MRF when this happens, that bottle cap shoots off like, you know, it's like kamikaze bottle caps going <laughs> everywhere. And you duck in, you're like, choo, choo, choo. And they just come off, and it's a safety hazard. Sure. Some MRFs have said, squish the bottles and put the caps back on. Okay. But that squishing, squishing the bottle makes it hard for the optical sorters to properly sort that material. Okay. So that becomes a factor. Take the lids off. They don't go through the... Uh, processing stream. They fall through. They're just so small. Okay. They fall through and become residue. So this processor that we're currently contracting with has asked us not to leave the lids on. Okay. Simply because they don't make it through the sorting process. They're a different type of material than the bottle itself. And it just can't be recovered effectively for recycling. Okay. So so throw the bottle caps into the trash can. Throw the bottle caps into the trash can and just put the empty bottle in your recycling bin. Okay. Now, but, I've seen kindergarten necklaces made out of, like, yes. lids. So you can, you know, donate them to your schools. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, my, I have a colleague in Suffolk who has done some amazing, he works with a local artist to do really neat sculptures and he collected bottle caps and you know sorted them into the colors and then had an artist create a a mural and they made this really neat yeah so there are all kinds of creative things you can do with them but they just don't go in our okay our curbside cart and the metal lids can go in the cart though because there's a magnet that will grab those okay Mm -hmm. yeah okay so uh, the spaghetti sauce jar you can leave that lid on yes or no I just see, look, so take the lid you, off. You can leave the lid on or off if it's a glass jar. Okay. Uh, you know, ideally things come through in perfect form, but but in the real world, no. Glass always breaks. Okay. And that that glass jar with the metal lid on will not be intact when it gets to the processing center. Okay. So it will be off anyways. Okay. On or off is fine. Okay. So plastic lids off for sure yes. in the trash or reused somehow. Mm-hmm. Metal lids are okay and they can be on or off. Right. All right. Very good. I cannot say I knew all of that. So that is good. Yes. All right. What else? The last question I had was about what is single stream recycling? Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. History of recycling. No. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> You can tell your age by how you remember recycling as a child. Okay. And really growing up, 
it was always source separated, what we call source separated. So if you remember starting out a recycling program, you might have been told, put your aluminum cans curbside Mm -hmm. or put your newspapers only curbside for recycling. Mm -hmm. And that was one material picked up by itself. Over the years, in an effort to encourage recycling, the recycling industry has developed what we call single stream recycling, which is pretty much most of the country now when you have curbside collection programs. And that is single stream is everything in one cart okay, or one bin. So where you used to put your glass in one container and your paper in another container and your aluminum cans in a separate container mm-hmm. and some drop off or convenience centers still have that method of mm-hmm. collecting recyclables curbside to make it easy for everybody easy for collection it's one container okay so one container holds everything your glass your paper your plastics metal cans aluminum cans and that one container is dumped into one truck With no separate compartments. And then that one truck collects all his route, 2,000 homes, goes back to the material processing facility. Okay. And that's where the technology has really taken off to handle single stream is we've got these processors who have conveyor belts. They've got optical screens. Mm -hmm. They've got magnets. They've got reverse magnets, shakers, sorters, all kinds of things to separate everything out from that single stream into its individual components. That's so nice. Yes. It makes it easy for everybody. Absolutely. But it also has hurt recycling because we have the wishful recycling and the thought that, well, if it's recyclable, I'll put it in the cart and they'll figure out how to to recycle it at their end, which is not the case. And it's increased a lot of costs because now you're transporting all this extra stuff that isn't even recyclable. Sure. And then having to pay landfill disposal Mm -hmm. fees that the MRF is having to pay those. So when people say, well, recycling, it's gotten so expensive or it shouldn't cost anything because these materials, they're going to make money on it somewhere. Well, with single stream recycling, there's a lot of costs involved. Okay. Okay. Now, Dawn, I know the convenience centers, people need to sort if they take their recycling there. Yes, that is the free option in James City County is to separate your items and drive them to one of the three county recycling centers. Okay. And those are also all on the um, Recycle website, jamescitycountyva.gov slash recycle. Yes, there's one next to Newtown, there's one in Tawano, and there's one out on Jolly Pond Road. Okay. Now, I had a question yesterday from a citizen on, I believe it was Facebook. How do people need to pre-sort their recycling then if they're planning on taking it to the convenience centers? Well, there's one bin for cardboard, there's one for paper, and there's one for bottles and cans. Okay. All right. Any plastic? Yes. Plastic bottles and cans. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And metal. So plastic and metal and glass go together. Okay. All right. Very helpful. Thank you. So anything else wrapping this up? Recycling's great. It's so important. (laughs) I think a lot of questions come about plastic bags. Oh, and, good. And yeah. that's, that's one thing we try to tell folks not to put in the curbside recycling. Again, the, the cart is for recycling, but there there's a list of things that we want folks to put in that cart. It's not a catch-all for everything that is labeled recycled right. or recyclable. Right. Um, plastic bags are very recyclable, but not in the curbside recycling cart. Okay. And um, we ask folks that they 
do not bag their recycling, put it in the cart loose. Some people believe that they need to tie it up and make it nice and neat so the cart is, you know, it, it's easier to empty if it's all in bags. No, that's not the case. And that actually hinders the sorting process. We ask folks to recycle their plastic bags at any of the local grocery stores. You see the bins right. for those bags just about everywhere. I see it in Target, Kohl's. Food Lion, Harris Teeter, all the local stores mm -hmm. have it. And um, yes, they are recyclable, but not in the curbside recycling program. All right. And that was the last point I wanted to make. You know, people will say, well, I've heard of a locality in the middle of the country that recycles batteries, or I've heard about Capri Sun containers, or um, in California, they do all these other things. Well, that's the source separated right. uh, program where you can bundle all of those things and ship them off and they will be recycled by some company that's able to make something new out of them. Mm -hmm. But in our locality and our region, we are limited by what manufacturers are nearby or what MRFs are nearby that can process those materials. Glass is one that we got a lot of questions about. Mm -hmm. um, it's not very valuable right now in the mm -hmm. commodities market. It's not valuable at all, is, is what I understand. Yeah. I think any value that the brokers can gain on that commodity, they're spending for transportation mm -hmm. and sorting and cleaning because glass has to be separated by color and refined and cleaned really well. And it's heavy, so mm -hmm. there are a lot of fuel costs involved. But for right now, glass is still recyclable It is recyclable, yes. Okay. All right, anything else that we need to cover? Bills have gone out. Bills are arriving in mailboxes yep. within the next few days. Mm -hmm. And we have customer service folks on call ready to answer those questions at 757-253-6700. Yep. And hopefully we're all prepared and can answer every question. We have ramped up. I know that when we first launched this new program, the phone lines got overwhelmed mm -hmm. and we are now better prepared. So hopefully we'll uh, have someone answering every call. And if not, please leave a message. The number to call directly and leave a message is 2536711. Or they can always email us at general.services at jamescitycountyva.gov. We want to answer those questions. We want to get everyone up to speed. You know, a lot of conversations we have say, you know, people just get so confused or they call us and they say, this is so confusing. And we've been talking about it so much that we don't quite understand what's so confusing about it. But in a nutshell, it's new. Right. Every piece of this program is new. Right. So in the end, it's not actually very confusing. It's just that it's all new information. Right. So uh, we do apologize for any confusion, but we certainly want to make sure everyone gets the right information and is on the same page and is patient as we all learn and grow together and especially know that we're all on the same page. We all want to recycle. We all want to keep waste out of our landfills. We all want to keep this planet clean. We want to keep um, costs down. We don't want to make things harder for anybody. Right. We really are all on the same page here. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thank you both so much, Tracy. This was a great first podcast. (laughs) I'm so glad you could join us. I'm glad to be here, and I am happy to come back and answer more questions if they come along. And Dawn, as always, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. You can also go to our podcast's website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our podcast episodes. I believe that this is number 98, which is so hard to believe. And there's a form that you can give us feedback, show ideas, guest ideas, whatever you'd like to send us. We would love to hear from you. So thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week. 